0: a bonus episode of King of the Monsters. Hey everybody, welcome to the King of the Monsters podcast, the only podcast with more variety than the chopping mall.
1: I'm Executioner Joe
0: and I'm Spooky Lukey and today we're going to be doing something a little bit different for this particular bonus episode. We're going to be kind of starting a new mini series called um, Hidden Horrors where Executioner Joe and I kind of discuss two different uh, horror movies that are kind of maybe a little bit more obscure especially for uh People that may be new to the horror genre are not as immersed in it as some of the more hardcore fans. So, Joe, do you want to tell us about the two movies that we're going to be talking about today?
1: So, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> Chopping Mall and The Mutilator.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So, both of them sound, I think, kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, in all honesty, I, I haven't really talked to Joe about this too much, but I feel like... Uh, to some extent the most interesting thing about these two films is the names yeah they, they both have great names which in speaking of names something that joe and i both uh off off the air had kind of talked about when we were watching the mutilator is that during the title sequence it does not say the mutilator it, in fact says fall break <laughs> yes
1: that was kind of weird i had to look that up because i was like What's going on?
0: And and conversely, Chopping Mall as well was originally called something different. I don't know, Joe. Did you see this? It was originally called Killbots.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's an initial like movie theater run, and then it, it didn't really make too much money, and then they decided to change the name, and then well, it wound up uh, becoming a somewhat of a financial success. Not a big blockbuster or anything, but. Okay. Which is actually it's kind of interesting because when I was watching Chopping Mall, uh, when I, I I knew nothing about uh, the whole Killbots thing, and I was just watching it, thinking, "Man, I I'm pretty sure that they came up with the name Chopping Mall and then decided to build a movie around it." But kind of last minute, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah,
1: the name definitely is one of the better things of this film.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're kind of. Getting a uh, little bit of a ahead of ourselves, I think we're we're gonna go ahead and uh, kind of just talk about the Mutilator a little bit, and then uh, kind of talk about some different stuff there about possibly reasons why uh, it might not be as well remembered as your Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Streets and stuff like that. So, first off, the uh, the budget, four hundred fifty thousand which
1: that's a pretty small budget yeah
0: that's that's pretty pretty small um not to bring chopping mall into this too much but chopping mall had a budget of 800,000 and i'd say that chopping mall had a small budget (laughs) yeah and and so to to kind of put that in perspective that's that's almost half as much as what chopping mall had which is kind of interesting
1: yeah like i know for chopping mall Like, the management of the mall, the guy who owned it or whatever, thought it was a cool idea, so he let him film, like, at night, I guess. Yeah. But the manager of the mall didn't really like it, but the owner or something liked it, uh, I guess. Yeah, I I thought... Something like that. I I thought
0: it was, like, yeah, I thought it was, like, the security guard or something blamed a lot of different stuff that happened in the mall on them.
1: I could definitely see that.
0: (laughs) Which is kind of interesting. Uh, And since we're kind of talking about... The Mutilator too. something that I thought was kind of interesting about about that kind of behind the scenes is a lot of the crew, and I think some of the cast of this film, including the director, after this film was made, a lot of them just pretty much retired from the film industry and acting all together, and uh, they run a hotel now. Really? Last, last time I heard, so yeah, one of these days, I think it's in... Can, Kentucky,
1: maybe? We need to go stay yeah, at this hotel. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: yeah, yeah. We're going to have to stay there someday. But anyways, the mutilator uh, wrote... It's kind of confusing if you look at the, the release for it because a lot of sources say it came out in
1: 1984. Okay, I have
0: 85. Yeah, yeah. And the, the official date that it was released was September 27th, 1985. So I don't know if it's the kind of thing where it was... Um, uh, filmed and completed in 84 and then they held off on releasing it or yeah. what?
1: It, it might have had like a screening maybe at I don't know like a festival or something and they kind of maybe count that because I've noticed that in a few films like oh it originally was released then but to everyone else it r- was released later. Sure,
0: sure and I I don't know I wouldn't be surprised with a movie like The Mutilator if they had to cut some things. I, I didn't really look into this too much but for The ratings board, I could see <laughs> some stuff not sitting too well with it, yeah, and them having to cut it. But uh, to kind of give you guys a comparison, I kind of wrote down a list of some noteworthy movies uh, in the horror uh, genre that were also released in 84 and then 85 to kind of give us some perspective of what was going on at the around the same time that this came out. So in 84, uh Sorry about that. Uh, Children of the Corn came out in 84. Okay. So a pretty big one. One of my favorite Friday the 13th films came out as well, the final chapter, the fourth film in the franchise. Uh, the first A Nightmare on Elm Street came out.
1: Okay. I knew that one.
0: Yep. Toxic Avenger. <laughs>
1: Every,
0: don't, yeah, don't even don't it, even it, diss on hey, Toxie. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. Chud and... Uh, a favorite between Joe and I, Monster Dog, <laughs> which uh, we'll, we'll probably be covering on one of these segments at, at some point or another. Oh,
1: yeah. We have a lot to talk about that oh, film. Oh,
0: for sure. So, that, that would be if it would go with the initial release date that was posted. Again, I think IMDB says 84, and then I think on Amazon Prime, which is where I kind of watched The Mutilator, that it also said 1984. So... But anyways, so that that I kind of wrote those down just in case, but then also if we were to go with the release date of September 27th, 1985, there is The Reanimator. Oh. Great horror film. Yeah. Fright Night, one Ooh, of my personal really favorites. Good. Day of the Dead, which is
1: that didn't start off so well, did it? <clears throat> like,
0: um, I it, the the reception from the fans wasn't as well. Okay. But uh, from what would I understand but I mean that movie, in my opinion, is just a horror movie marvel. Like some of the special effects in that are just mind-boggling. How great they look! Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, A New Beginning, not not a lot of people's favorites. Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, again, you know, yeah, not not everybody's favorite. But then also Return of the Living Dead.
1: Oh, okay, that so was pretty fun film. Oh yeah,
0: it's a great film. So as we talk about the Mutilator, those are just some kind of things to keep in mind, and. I don't know about you, Joe, but when I was watching the Mutilator, I was I was thinking, you know, I could have seen this movie coming out ten years before, around like 1975. But it do- did not feel like a movie from the 80s to me, at least.
1: Yeah, it felt really weird, <laughs> As- like with the killer not wearing a mask.
0: Yeah, it was kind of interesting. And not only that, but what, what did what did you think about the non twist? I I should clarify before we go on uh we'll be talking spoilers in these kind kind of openly.
1: You should watch the movies and then come back.
0: But if if you're not concerned of spoilers that happen within the first 5 minutes of the movie, don't worry about it because this happens within the first 5 minutes.
1: Okay, and maybe I missed it, but does the dad talk at all during this movie? He like kind of sp- <gasps> makes some noises and well, stuff, but
0: I'm pretty sure that Ed Jr the the son talks to the dad on the phone. But you towards never the beginning, hear but it? you don't hear his voice. Okay. Yeah. Um so there there's that. But so essentially you guys what happened and th- again this is t- told within the first 5 minutes of the film uh that when the main character was a child he had accidentally killed his mom and the dad is essentially Killing the the son or trying to kill the son and his group of friends because of this.
1: Yeah, and like it was so odd watching because like the dad gets home, sees the dead mother, and he <laughs> doesn't say anything. And basically, like I'm gonna kill you, boy. He well, goes after him. Well, without not only, saying so much.
0: Not only that, but I don't. <laughs> he cracks open a cold one. And oh, he takes yeah. a big swig, and then he puts <laughs> some in the mother's mouth, to the dead mother's mouth.
1: He starts moving her too, right? Like he drags her somewhere. I think. Ah, uh, I don't remember,
0: but I just know that Ed Junior, the kid, is like watching all this happen. <laughs> like he's just like outside of the room watching. Um, what, what do you th- what do you think about that? The fact that the big what could potentially have been a big twist was told right in the beginning.
1: I, uh, I don't know. It it was definitely a strange scene. But going forward, I don't know. I don't know exactly what they were going for with that.
0: Yeah, well, because I was watching it, and part of me was like, oh, that's kind of a missed opportunity. They could have done something like with away Camp or... Oh, yeah, or, a big twist. <clears throat> yeah, have a big twist on there. So I don't know if... Because part of me th- is thinking about it in terms of like how I thought of films as a kid. So like when when we were kids... Like it was just common, you know, school playground no- or recess knowledge or whatever that uh, Michael Myers and Laurie Strode were brother and sister. Right. Yeah. And, and so like you just kind of know that that lore and like when you're a kid, you're not thinking about, oh, how does the way that you find that information out impact it? You're just thinking, oh, that that's what it is. That's how, almost how I feel like it. The the mindset was behind the mutilator. Okay. Is they're just like, oh, yeah, well, th- this is the lore without thinking, oh, this could have been, like, a great twist. They're like, I'll oh, just, just give it to him up front.
1: Well, I was expecting, like, later on in the film, the dad, they kind of use that, like, to his advantage, like, when he shows up, kind of, and, like, the son could have seen him and be like, what are you doing here, dad? And then dad could yeah. like, done like, tricked him type of thing, but he just...
0: Yeah, it, it's strange. And then, not only that, but one of the things I was thinking when I was watching it is the fact that, okay, so all these years went by since he had accidentally killed his mom. And you notice that. Um, can you pause it? And you notice that all these years had gone by, and it seems like the son and the dad are on somewhat good terms. Like The dad talks to his son and then when uh, they go over to the house in the beginning, he's like, oh yeah, this my dad does this hobby and this hobby and this hobby. And it's almost like all these years went by without the dad ever even like essentially the dad just being like a good dad.
1: Yeah, he must have just finally snapped, I guess. It seemed really strange because he just kind of starts hunting these kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Hunting the kids, what did you think about the the kids themselves?
1: Okay <laughs> like the acting in this film is it's terrible yeah it's really bad <laughs> um I don't know if, wh- like where they really got these actors or they had to be probably like m- new to uh, the yeah. industry
0: uh, yeah they I mean it's it's bad uh the very first scene. That, that they're on, I was like, man, this this reminds me of when uh, Joe and I were both in drama in high school, and when you're kind of just going through the script for the very first time, a lot of the – our teacher was just like, okay, you just be this person, this person, this person, this person. Like, we would just read for them, and so you don't know the context or necessarily like the full story as you're reading it. You're just kind of saying these lines, and so it's not nearly as good as it is when you're actually – doing the play you know months later after practicing it for a long time that's what it felt like during like the first scene for me is like they were just like reading this for the first time had no emotion or anything like that
1: yeah and it doesn't help that like the music in this movie is also (laughs) really oh man strange so like other than like the beginning where he like he accidentally kills his mom and stuff and it gets to like the actual like teenage or they're in college or something but um it like almost seems like it could be like a romantic comedy
0: yeah so with the movie like called the mutilator i was expecting some death metal or something some cannibal corpse but instead it's like billy joel kind of music is what it sounded like to me like they're they're going over there and you see his mom get killed in the beginning and And then you kind of hear the kids or the teenagers talking about how they were going to go over to his dad's cabin. then all of a sudden it's like,
1: uptown girl, she's been living in a white breaded world. It's just like, oh, why? Because like you see some carnage and stuff throughout the film, but then the credits roll. Oh, it's the same song too. (laughs) And it's like showing all the characters and they look all happy and like joking around. (laughs) So it's like i just watched all this stuff and now it's going back to that rom- <laughs> romantic comedy film
0: yeah well and and not only that but like they're it, i it felt like they didn't know what tone they were looking for with the music because like the, the very towards the very beginning there's a couple i i don't know why i remember their names but mike and linda were their names yes that um they're the first couple that gets killed essentially
1: probably because they are yelling it out so much looking for them yeah
0: but yeah that that's exactly why and they're talking about him the whole rest of the night because i don't think i remember any of their names besides the main character and his dad and that's because they have the same name so <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways uh there's a scene where the the killer ed senior is stalking the uh, mike and linda and while they're mike and linda are running on the beach there's like this piano ballad music it it, yeah it's it sounds all sweet and pretty and then you see like the killer's point of view and it's like it's not the theme song to jaws but it kind of reminds me of it and like it goes back and forth between the two and it's like man this it's it's not the best but it makes it for a memorable experience i'll say yeah um
1: I thought, like, for kills, like, starting off, it kind of starts off slow, but then, like, yeah. builds up.
0: Well, to kind of tie that in with the acting as well, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but it seemed like the kills were, it started off with, like, the worst actors, and it kind of progressed until it was, like, the, I mean, none of them are great, but the, the better actors. Yeah. and which, which I liked, because some of the, the worst actors were just unbearable. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was
1: it was bad.
0: Like I I don't know. I don't remember his name. I think it was like Ralph or something like that. But there's a a guy with a green sweatshirt and I don't know if it was a fake southern accent, but it sounded really fake. He's going to like the goofball character.
1: Yeah, I don't know <clears throat> what like they I guess wanted like a jokester in the film, but yeah. like it was really bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh man, he was so annoying. And the entire film I'm just like I cannot wait to see you die. <laughs> and he had a really good kill, which we we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment here. Yeah. But uh that that one guy, Mike, he's a, a blonde guy with like a blue I can, don't remember if it was a blue long sleeve or jacket, but he was so bad as far as acting went. And when when he got killed, I don't know what tool it was that the mutilator killed him with, but like he like screamed for like 30 seconds straight yeah. <laughs> as it's happening. And it's just terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it's pretty funny. And, and the acting could have also been, I'm, I'm sure that this was all these, the people involved's first film. I think I, I didn't really, I, I looked at some of the actors, what they did afterwards, but not necessarily what they were doing at the time <clears throat> or had done before rather. Uh, but I guess it was shot in sync sequ- in sequence the film was, as opposed to jumping around when they were filming. Like the very beginning of the film was like the first thing that they shot and the very end of the film was the last thing that they shot. And everything in between went, you know, in chronological order.
1: Okay, that's kind of interesting.
0: And, and I think that kind of shows in the acting because how we were talking about when you first see like in the first scenes with our Teenagers, or I, I think they were in college actually, but our our protagonists, they're really bad. And but by the end, uh, I'd say that the uh, there's not really a final girl on this film. It's like a final couple, and the two that wind up surviving, I like at the very last scene when they discover all the dead bodies and stuff. I thought that was really well done, personally. Like I like I was convinced with at the end, but okay. So I think that they kind of progressively got a little bit better. I mean, again, they're never <laughs> great, but yeah, they're, yeah. <clears throat> so what was
1: your favorite kill out of this
0: movie? Oh, man. Okay, so the one good thing about the mutilator is there's a lot of great, interesting kills. So I have I have three. I hope that's fine. Okay, yeah. I I, I, I had such a hard time narrowing it down.
1: I, I, I got to narrow down the two.
0: Okay, so the first one was that guy who i think was ralph was his name uh but anyways the guy with the the green sweatshirt okay he gets a pitchfork to the throat See,
1: that might be my favorite uh-huh. out of all of them that was
0: great Because i thought that was really cool yeah yeah so like he essentially the mutilator has this closet in which after he kills people he it, it's almost like a clothes rack you know with the the Nails essentially. Yeah, like yeah. they're sticking out. Yeah, and and he like just takes their heads and just shoves them on this rack. Yeah, and it's uh, I I thought it was great. But anyways, so the mutilator is hiding in this closet, and. Ralph, I'll call him Ralph. I think that was his name. Yeah, I think it was. Anyways, he he walks down there and he opens up the door and the mutilator's on the other side and just jams this pitchfork through his throat and then picks him up with it.
1: See, and he was close to survival here because he was going to nail the door shut because he had a couple of uh, his friends were in there and he's like, Oh, I got to make sure you're locked up. So, Cause he was locking up the house and everything so that everyone could go to bed. And he was like, Oh, I'm not that mean or something like yeah. that. And he decided to, to peek. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. But so that was one of them. Uh, the other one there, uh, Ralph's love interest was, uh, I think this one's like the most brutal. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I, I think, doesn't the mutilator kind of, like, knock her out? Well, or like, Ed, Ed Sr., I'll call him. He's
1: got her by the throat. I don't know, like, when he slams her down, why she's not screaming yeah, at this point. That like, kind of threw me off a little, but, like, the actual yeah. kill is pretty brutal. Yeah, I,
0: I assume that he not. Well, I guess she screams a little bit later. But anyways, so essentially, I don't know. I can't remember what they're called, but there's these things that look a lot like meat hooks. And it's kind of explained on the film that, when people are fishing on boats, they ha- they can have these hooks. And if they see a fish kind of swimming by the boat, they can just use that hook to just get it, put it right through the fish and pull it right out. But anyways, so he takes this hook and he like sticks it in her like private part <laughs> and like makes it go all the way through both ends.
1: This is where he gets the name, the mutilated. Yeah,
0: oh, man. And I I don't know, Joe, if you've ever had this experience. But I was telling my wife about it. Uh, it as I was watching it. It's one of those experiences that is just so shocking that I think I feel like your brain can't comprehend what's going on. And so I just started like laughing hysterically. Like I did not necessarily <laughs> find it funny, yeah. but I was just like, what is going on? I know. Like I could not believe it. But
1: <clears throat> So what was the third one that you thought was
0: the third one? Uh, this wasn't necessarily a kill as much as it was simply a special effect. But when uh, Ed Sr. is on the back of the, the car and they back up to this retaining wall. Okay. And, he, and he's like cut in half. And then you see him like still just trying to drag himself. And a cop comes over and he grabs this axe and just cuts the cop's leg off. Yeah. While he's like half a person.
1: Yeah, that was. I kind of laughed at that part, but I thought it was yeah. really
0: cool. Yeah. So, anyways, the mutilator. It's a, it's a kind of a slow film, like as you're watching it, but I feel like the payoffs make it worth it for sure.
1: I think watch this one with like a group of friends.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I know know that we're a little bit off of the topic of the terrible acting, but I was reading about the different actors in in this film And on Wikipedia, at least, there was only information on two of the other ones. Uh, one was one of the actresses, and she hadn't really done anything that I could tell of that was of note. But something I thought was kind of interesting is uh, Ed Ed Jr., so a, our, pretty much our main character, uh, who's played by Matthew Mittler, was on the Pokemon series really yeah like the and i mean i said that he was in the first three seasons of the english dub and i was like that's kind of interesting just playing kind of odds and end characters okay um but i was kind of doing some research and two of the characters that i know that joe will will know that he voiced were uh two of the evie bros the evie brothers yeah he he voiced pyro and sparky
1: that's that's interesting yeah i yeah,
0: got it got to start from the mutilator next thing you know he's doing <laughs> uh uh one shot characters on pokemon but yeah but either either way i was like wow that's kind of that's kind of interesting i would have never guessed that
1: yeah i'm wondering if the people like hired him on pokemon were like we recognize <laughs> you
0: <laughs> yeah i i don't know so now that we're kind of somewhat done talking about the mutilator i'm sure that as we talk about chopping malls there will be some comparisons but what was what what do you what do you think about how this film's somewhat obscure um because we were kind of talking about some of the films that came out the same year if we were to go with 85 again reanimator fright night dawn of the or sorry day of the dead uh uh and stuff like that return of the living dead was another one um
1: i could see why it got obscured Because, like, I don't know. For a slasher, I wouldn't put it in like my top. Maybe no, but not even ten. Maybe like no. T- I I top twenty or thirty.
0: I I definitely wouldn't either. I I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that well, you can kind of tell just from watching it that they were didn't never intended to make a franchise out of this. It was kind of a one and done thing. Your main bad guy dies right at the.
1: Oh no! I want to see a franchise. <laughs>
0: Well, i, I mean, Do you
1: see how he took that cop's leg off, cut it in half?
0: <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of killers do that. No, I haven't either. But I—I feel like, uh, when it comes to, I mean, for instance, a Friday the Thirteenth film and a Nightmare on Elm Street film both of those had entries this year and I mean the mutilator can't compare to somebody like Freddy Krueger
1: see I think uh if the mutilator would have came out earlier I think it would have probably done better Uh, yeah
0: I I I agree I got a lot of and keep in mind that it's nowhere near as good as this film but it kind of reminded me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre like I could have seen it coming out like a year after Texas Chainsaw Massacre easily okay yeah and um so anyways like I I kind of echo Joe's sentiment I don't necessarily think that it it deserves better as far as uh being remembered by the public but i do think it was a great film uh or a fun film at least and i think that it's one that has some really interesting kills yeah And it, it's definitely one of those ones that i could have seen myself in high school or Again, I didn't really watch horror films when I was younger, but even in elementary school, being like, oh, yeah, the killer did this and this and this, and Mm -hmm. just being one of those films that even though the script isn't that great, the acting is not very good. The music is terrible Um, and uh, doesn't have that great of a a main slasher villain. It, It still had some good kills some good uh good special effects to yeah
1: i wouldn't be surprised if he gets thrown in somewhere for our king of the monsters yeah
0: yeah at some point he'll, he'll probably show up in one of the different slasher tiers oh so. yeah so i'll be voting for you i'll be voting <laughs> for you ed ed senior i think that's their first their first mistake they named their their main the mutilator yeah ed senior <laughs> like yeah it's, it's not the not the best name but anyways yeah interesting so next we have Chopping Mall aka Killbots.
1: Okay, and I have the date for this one coming out in 1986.
0: Yep, March 21st, 1986. Oh, okay. What my mind says and I don't know maybe I imagine this but I could have swore when I initially watched this that Amazon had said that it came out in 87. <laughs> Okay. So, it was another thing where I was kind of confused looking into it, but yeah, uh the IMDb said it was released March or I may may have said March 27th. It was actually March 21st, 1986. Um on a budget of $800,000.
1: Yeah, not a whole lot, but like kind of interesting what they were able to do with it, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, some of the special effects on there were pretty good. And and you you kind of see a an upgrade in quality i i think between these two i'm not necessarily saying that chopping mall is better but i did notice that uh this one kind of seemed like like you could see the budget more yeah which is strange considering it didn't it it still was a pretty low budget movie but uh again to kind of give you some perspective speaking of special effects some of the films that came out in 86 alongside this were The Fly, the okay. which is one of my favorites with Jeff Goldblum, Aliens, the, the sequel to Alien, Bo- both of those two films, fantastic films, uh, special effects slash monster marvels, I'd say. Um, also Critters. So. <laughs> Fun movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 which is one of my favorites. Yeah, so. that one's also a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh Friday the 13th part 6, Jason Lives.
1: See, those were just coming out like yeah. they're pumping those out at this point. Yeah. Uh
0: which I I I really like Jason Lives simply because Alice Cooper has had a song for that one, He's Back the Man Behind the Mask. Yes. So uh I'm sure that our our Alice Cooper episodes come and I swear oh, eventually yeah. we're going to be talking about him. <clears throat> another film this one's not exactly a horror film but it's uh, also again had some great monster and and special effects and that was Little Shop of Horrors oh okay yeah and then Troll the original Harry Potter film (laughs) came out (laughs) uh, in 86 as well so give you a little bit of perspective
1: do you know when the first Terminator came out oh I'm not because I was just trying to think of like different robot movies
0: yeah I don't know. It, it, uh, this is getting a little bit ahead of myself, but speaking of the Terminator, though, <clears throat> one of the actors that I noticed on this film, uh, and he's kind of a character actor was Dick Miller, which was the janitor oh did, did yes. you did you recognize him? Uh, he was <clears throat> he was on uh, the Gremlins films, yep, the Howling. And I guess he was also on the Terminator, I, but I don't remember him on the Terminator. Okay, I,
1: I, yeah, I don't either. I just recognize him from Gremlins. Yeah,
0: yeah. When I exactly when I saw him, I was like, "Hey, I know that guy from somewhere." So I immediately looked him up, and yeah, sure enough, yeah, Dick Miller. So, anyways, uh, so Joe, what did what did you think about Chopping Mall?
1: Um, let's see. I thought it was like kind of a. I like films like based in malls. I think it's kind of interesting, like Dawn of the Dead being the big one. I was gonna say,
0: yeah, Dawn of the Dead's one of my favorites. So like with
1: there's these so the kind of plot thing, like there's these security bots, like kinda thinking of the future that they this company has come out with to help basically secure them all. So instead of human security guards they'll have these bots going around. And in this film, there's three of them. I think they built five of them for the film, but they only used three just yeah. to have some backup ones. Yeah, So Sounds right. And then through like a lightning storm, things go haywire from there.
0: Yeah. So, Joe, um, have you ever seen the Short Circuit before? Yes. I thought it was kind of interesting. I think Short Circuit came out a few months after Chopping Mall. But it's kind of interesting how these robots were – were they called like the protect bots or something like that? Uh,
1: something so, like that. Some, something
0: like that. Anyways, they were, they were supposed to be used for good, but because of a lightning storm, they wound up being used for evil or a, a, a malfunction. I, I should say, Yeah. They, they were, they turned evil, but then on short circuit, the robot on there is made for evil, but the, or for war at least. And the, him short circuiting turned him good.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's
0: it's kind of a nightmare scenario. Yeah. Well, I guess chopping mall came first, so short circuit is a nightmare scenario. Well, yeah, I'm chopping
1: wondering mall. if like either one of them knew about the other one's script because that sometimes happens. Yeah,
0: it, it could they could have. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's definitely a possibility. Um, I, what did you think about the opening?
1: Um, is that where like they're just like talking about the robots
0: well, or? Uh, well, because you may remember, it starts off with like a there's a demonstration, but yeah. you don't know it's a demonstration, and so there's like a short video. Oh yeah. That shows uh, one of the the robots uh, neutralizing a person at the mall, and uh, then uh, right afterwards it says the end, and going into the film. I knew it was a short film, but I was like, holy cow, it's, it's over already? <laughs> just, I didn't really think it was over. But but no, uh, I I thought that was a pretty great way to start the film.
1: Yeah. So. And then they go to the, like, this is a video they're showing the audience who are people who work at the mall or have shops and different things. And there's this guy and woman who are just, like, cracking jokes about the robots. Yeah. <clears throat> I I kind of didn't – I
0: kind of did a little bit of research about that. I guess they're from a different movie. I, I don't, really? I, yeah, I, I didn't write it down because I didn't think it would come up, but yeah, um, they were from some other film and uh, I don't know if it was a Roger Corman film, but this film, Chopping Mall, was uh, kind of funded by the Cormans. Okay. Um, uh, the, the producer was Julie Corman and you might also notice that when uh two of the characters are watching a film in the in the movie, it's a Roger Corman movie.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: and then it, there's like a little diner type thing in the mall where two of the the girls work at. And there's Roger Corman film posters all over in there.
1: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah,
0: and so so there's there's quite a few different connections to Roger what, Corman. What
1: would you think of the guy like eating all the like pizza? More butter and stuff. That that, that was funny, but yeah. kind of gross.
0: Yeah. What, what what was it that he said? Waitress, more butter. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that.
1: I could see people like that <laughs> being at the mall, though.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. i I've, I've never worked at a mall, but. Joe has before and he's he's got some pretty funny stories he's told me yeah. about working at, at a mall so or rather the the some of the people that were, uh come to the mall yeah more or less but um anyways yeah i i thought it was a pretty interesting premise some pretty interesting uh stuff on it i i will say that one of the things that i noticed about this film was that the music was quite a bit better than, yeah uh, it, it kind of just had a classic 80s synth score mm-hmm. I I mean it was it was no you know John Carpenter's Halloween theme or anything like that but it, it was it worked well enough but I will say it wasn't as memorable as the Mutilators <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's a good thing <laughs> yeah
1: so what did you think about the kills in Chopping Mall because like I oh. like so there was a couple good kills, but a lot of them were kind of, I don't know, they just didn't. Yeah, I think were that good.
0: Yeah, I I agree. That was, if there's one problem that I had or that I have with the film, it's that there's not very many good kills. However, there is a really good head explosion. Yes. And, and that,
1: is, is that the character to, I think Barbara Crampton. She's famous yeah. in the horror community. Is that her? That I gets think her it head was exploded? her.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I know that she was. I didn't realize this until after I watched the the movie. But yeah, Barbara Crampton is in it, which you may know from Reanimator, From Beyond, Castle Freak, You're Next, which I was surprised. That's that's a film I watch all the time. And I was really surprised when I realized that she's the the mother on that.
1: See, I just recently found that out from a different podcast. So I thought that was really interesting. Really? Okay,
0: yeah. I guess, yeah, she's a pretty famous scream queen. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was her head that got blown up
1: so she probably had one of the best deaths in that movie oh
0: for sure i'd say the best death i mean yeah. what 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 other great death was there there's a scene where a fire extinguisher is thrown at a guy yeah i mean he doesn't die from well, it but you think he's like,
1: dead fell from that yeah count. it yeah. was all right oh,
0: on that on the, yeah he's on that escalator and he's yeah. like got his back turned and you just see the the kill bot we'll call him kind of yeah. come up and then uh throw him off yeah and there, there were scenes where you could tell they were really, really trying to build suspense, as you saw, like, some of the security. Kind well, of, it was
1: kind of like them trying to do a slasher yeah. with robots.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you see, like, some of the security guys sitting there in, in their, their desks watching the uh, uh, security cameras, and then all of a sudden they're kind of like sneaking up on him trying to take him out but so
1: like what did you think of them being kind of like so intelligent right off the bat like that i thought it was kind of strange because like the first thing they want to do is kill people <laughs> and they're doing it very like secretly yeah yeah that's a good point they I... don't just like go out and start blasting people and stuff right away it's like they're secretly kind of killing people and then it kind of goes all out
0: yeah um i guess i didn't really think about it the, the only thing i was thinking while i was watching this is okay there are wars being fought and you develop this technology that could potentially be killing machines for a mall. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's true. Because yeah. these things have lasers and
0: Yeah, they blow people's heads up with them. Oh, <laughs> or a person's head up with yeah. it. Yeah.
1: See, that's what I thought was also kinda of funny because like some of the blasts hit the people and it's just like, ooh, ouch. And then it hits <laughs> <laughs> it it's person's head. And it just explodes. Oh,
0: and, and like I'm a sucker for head explosions in films like one of my favorite scenes from Dawn of the Dead is the head explosion right in the beginning of yeah. that one and that was, that was the, the head explosion on Chopping Mall if you're gonna watch one scene from Chopping Mall the head explosion is like <laughs> the one to See, go that's
1: where they used all that budget I yeah I think so they,
0: they used 700,000 of it for that <laughs> yep um but yeah no uh, great great head explosion Besides that though, not not much else for for me, as far as the the kills go.
1: Yeah, that was probably it for the kills too for me on like what I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, I, like, and like for reasons why they can't just escape them all is they also built doors that lock. Yeah. In supposed to keep people out, which I thought was really strange because they kind of talk about like, oh, what if we were working late or whatever, and then. So they can stay a little bit after everything's closed, but they have to get out by a certain time. Yeah.
0: Well, and and that one thing that I did like about the film is it wasn't a part. I mean, if you were to look at the movie poster, you might think, oh, this is totally like a slasher film, but it wasn't so much a slasher film as it was just like somewhat of like a survival film. Yeah. Like, kind, of, kind of like on Dawn of the Dead. I mean, it's technically a zombie film, but it's it's more or less about how this group of people, like the tactics that they go through to one, secure the mall and um, pretty much like live there is is more or less what Dawn of the Dead is about. And then the bikers come and screw it up. Yeah. Chopping mall is also kind of like them just trying to make do and survive and trying different things to kill the, uh, the kill bots.
1: See, like for me, like if they would just because at one point they're at the uh, pizza shop where the two girls work and they probably could have hid out there like, yeah like go behind the counter because for the most part unless like the robot thing sensed that someone was in that store they were just going around the outside of the store yeah
0: yeah they i mean i g- guess it can be assumed that they were out there like trying to find him and kill him but yeah they they probably could have just hid somewhere for the most part, yeah. But.
1: Like whoever opens up the mall is probably gonna get a nasty <laughs> surprise, but yeah, they would have survived.
0: Yeah, I. And uh, one of the things that I thought was kind of funny about the the film, so when it first starts off, there's all these people talking about how, oh yeah, we're gonna have this big party at at the mall. Uh, th- our our main characters are talking about that, and there's uh two different scenes where there's. A group of guys talking to a guy about, oh, yeah, we're going to set you up with this girl. And then there's a group of girls where they're like, oh, we're going to set you up with this guy. So I'm expecting some big, wild party. <laughs> and you see them go into the store. And it's there's six people in this, in this wild, crazy, amazing party. And... There's four of them, uh, two couples, which are just making out. And there's one couple that's just dancing really awkwardly. Yeah. And I, I thought it was kind of funny when I was watching it. And one of the couples I thought was really weird was, okay, so most of them are all high school students, but there's one married couple yeah. that, that bought the kids alcohol. And they're like, oh yeah, we're going to have this party. And it's just like, dude, you guys are adults. You're married. What are you doing? Hanging out with these teenagers
1: because they want to party at a I, mall.
0: I, I guess so. But I just thought it was pretty strange. I guess that they're yeah. just like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it it just kind of baffled me a little bit, but, mm-hmm. but I, most of the acting for the most part was, I mean, it was like Shakespeare compared to <laughs> the mutilator.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but there was that one guy i i don't remember any of the names for any of these was characters it the chewing gum guy the chewing gum like the jock
1: see i saw a fact about that and i guess in every scene he is and he's chewing gum yeah
0: i i believe it like i'm wondering
1: like <laughs> if they just gave him the gum or if he just started chewing and they're like that's your character trait right I, there
0: i don't know yeah that, that's like <laughs> he like gets gets the pamphlet where he finds out you know or where he's auditioning for the different different characters and it's like so who is this character and they're just like well he chews gum yeah (laughs) goes out and buys cigarettes from a cigarette machine thing yeah those are his two characteristics (laughs) but anyways i he he was pretty annoying to me i mean he wasn't as insufferable as some of the uh characters on mutilator Mm -hmm. but he was not the best. Yeah. So is there anything else in particular that you have about Chopping Mall that you want to bring up?
1: Um, I think we pretty much covered pretty all much the covered main it. stuff.
0: Um, one thing that I kind of wanted to compare with these two films is the, the covers. Because both films have, I think, pretty great covers.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the Mutilator looks like a classic slasher. It kind of reminds me of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Cover yeah. where you see the girl and uh, like uh, hooks and all these different weapons and stuff like that. Uh, And it had a slogan on it, which I liked a lot, that said, By sword, by pick, by axe, bye-bye.
1: Oh, yeah. That's another thing about the mutilator when you say by axe. He's running around with like this battle axe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, because
0: they, they get to the dad's house and they're like... Hey, it, what was here before? And, like, you see, like, the imprint of, like, a battle axe that was hung up on the wall before. He's like, oh, it's just my dad's battle axe went missing. He
1: <laughs> was like, when I was thinking axe, I just thought kind of, like, you see, like, a normal axe. But this thing is a full-on battle oh, axe. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, totally. It looks like something straight out of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that, yeah, that's funny. I, I I didn't even think to bring that up. Yeah. And, and then Chopping Mall has another great cover where you see a hand, kind of a metallic robot hand type thing, holding a bag which that,
1: they does actually get used in the film right
0: no but you, you see you see that hand holding this bag and it shows a bunch of uh like body parts in it like you see like a decapitated head in there and all sorts of different stuff and that one has another pretty pretty cool slogan which was where shopping can cost you more than an arm and a leg <laughs> and i i like both of those so just just based off of those like let's say you're at a video store or something like that. The, let's say the the year is like I don't know, 1998. You're at a video store looking through the different films and you've got those two in your hand. Which one are, which one would do you think you'd pick just from the Ooh. the cover alone?
1: I don't know. Both, I mean, like just from the covers, that'd be a hard choice because I think they both sound and look pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I mean I mean both have amazing titles. Both of them have cool artwork on them i think chopping mall kind of takes takes it for me as far as the the cover mm-hmm. goes or the the movie poster oh, okay but so that, that would probably be my pick i'd probably be a little bit disappointed <laughs> but, <laughs> but especially because you're expecting to see like especially from the hand like some kind of slasher villain yeah i i kind of knew it was robots going into it i didn't know what the robots looked like so i was expecting some kind of like menacing robot thing and instead i get stinking like robbie the robot from <laughs> nintendo <laughs> chasing these people around but mm-hmm. i mean it, it is what it is yeah so w- w- what do you think you'd pick I, or would th- you just beg your parents to get you both i'll probably <laughs> get both
1: but if i had to choose one i probably would have went with chopping mall also
0: yeah um so then now we kind of talked about these two different films kind of talked about how they were obscured uh, by different films uh, in the in the horror genre. But I, I wanted to ask you, Joe, if you had to choose between one of these films to watch. Let's say you have a couple friends over. It's getting late. I don't know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Everybody's thinking about going home, but they go, "Oh, you know what? Let's watch a movie." They look through your collection and they pull both Chopping Mall and The Mutilator out. And they say, which one of these should we watch? Which which one do you think you'd choose?
1: Hmm. Uh, let's see. Thinking about it, like, because Chopping Mall has the better acting, <laughs> while well, The Mutilator probably could make more jokes off of, but I think I'd go with Chopping Mall. Just, it's a little bit better effects. Like, the kills aren't all that great, except for, like, the head explosion. Yeah, But... I think people might like that one a little bit more.
0: Yeah, it's definitely the more – I'd say it's probably more accessible as far as uh, how the film looks. Yeah, Where I think
1: you could still make plenty of jokes on it, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: especially, like I said before, like we mentioned the <laughs> waitress, more butter. <laughs> or the uh, – the um, what, what the heck scene was it that we were talking about a little bit earlier? Oh, the, yeah, when it first shows the party and there's, like, nobody there. Yeah. Like, you can kind of crack some jokes at, at that. So, I mean, it, there's definitely some pretty fun moments in there uh, that would make it worth watching. I'd have to go with The Mutilator, though. Oh, okay. Because when, when it comes to me, Joe kind of knows, knows this about me. If I had to go pick between watching, I don't know, the, the newest Annabelle movie or Plan 9 from Outer Space – I'm going to choose plan nine every time just because even though Annabelle is technically a better made film, I have more enjoyment watching the, the bad film, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I think in, in this case, especially chopping mall, not a bad film, n- not at all. But I, I still say that the mutilator has, it's got terrible acting <laughs> songs that do not fit. Yeah. Which I I didn't mention this, but I'm pretty sure that the I read somewhere that the director was in the band that had made the the music for this this film oh, wow. <laughs> or for the Mutilator, and so like part of me thinks that it was just like him like being like oh yeah it's like some vanity project <laughs> and he's he's just like yeah I don't even care if this song fits or not I'm putting it in there, but anyways, uh so there it, it's got all that going for it and it, it's just a good time it, it's just the kind of film that. I would watch with a group of friends and just kind of joke around about and yeah. have some fun with.
1: And definitely when it starts picking up. It's, oh, yeah. It's fun. If,
0: if nothing else, I'd fast forward to about the halfway point and just watch it from there. with. And and one of the things, one of the big differences between Chopping Mall and the Mutilator for me, again, I didn't dislike the Mutilator. Or, sorry, I, I didn't dislike the Mutilator at all, but I didn't dislike Chopping Mall. But uh, the thing about it was when I finished watching Chopping Mall, and keep in mind, Chopping Mall is like an hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes maybe. Yeah, something it's, like that. It's a pretty short film, but I feel like it feels twice as long as The Mutilator, which is an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Personally, I, I I feel that way. Um, But anyways, after I watched Chopping Mall, I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that was an interesting film. But after I watched Mutilator, it was like, oh my gosh, I need to watch this again. And I rarely get that with
1: movies. Okay, so here's a question for you. Okay, uh, they decide to do a remake, and they get these two screenplays, they uh, movies on their desk. Which one gets a remake, for you?
0: I'd say Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall, actually, yeah. I I'd say that the thing, the thing about Mutilator that makes it so enjoyable, is, the badness of it mixed with the the pretty good special effects and great kills. Chopping Mall, I think it's already got a, a pretty good premise, but I feel like it could only go up from there. Like I oh, feel okay. I feel like if they got some better kills in there, um and I am I'm, I'm one of the, I'm the kind of person that always feels like whenever they remake a film or video game or anything like that, I'm always like, why do you pick the good films yeah, exactly. to, to redo? Like why not do one that you can make some improvements on and again chopping mall it's already a pretty good film but i i definitely do see room for improvement yeah well i think that improvement would be a detriment to the mutilator <laughs> yeah if that makes sense so yeah. what, what, what about you
1: yeah i would have went with chopping mall too i think like you said there's room for improvement with that film without like messing with it like because people go back to the mutilator because of how kind of wacky it yeah. is
0: yeah. So. And there there's probably somebody out there that's like, what are you talking about? The Mutilator's got great acting in it. <laughs> but anyways, I I don't do you have anything else you want to say before we no,
1: head out no, of here? I think we covered pretty much everything. Uh, uh, at least I wanted to cover. Is there anything else you'd like?
0: No. I I think we just about got it. Just as the the Mutilator cover says, by sword, by picks by axe, bye-bye. <laughs>
1: bye bye you guys and later. so if you guys do want to watch the films we watch them on amazon prime and i just saw that chopping mall just got added to shutter
0: oh okay so Great.
1: there's two areas uh, two places you can watch that film i'm not sure if the mutilator is on anything else but it is on amazon prime
0: yeah go to amazon and chop till you drop <laughs>